one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Redmond News. I'm Ross Chanley, joined today by Georgia Stevens, here to bring you the latest Liverpool news rumours and, of course, a massive chat about Timo Werner. Um, as much as I don't want to do it, I don't have the energy for it, it's important to get your views uh, and George as well. Thank you for joining me for this. Um, just before we get started on this, I put a comment in the chat beforehand uh, on YouTube. So if you're watching this on Facebook or Twitter, like the, the same rules apply. I know loads of people are really angry about this and, and pissed off and disappointed. Whatever your feelings are, just like I don't want to solve the world's problems here, but just respect each other's opinions because like at the end of the day, I understand that anger is from the club. You want the club to do well. You want the club to succeed, which is what we all want. So we're just going to have a nice chat about it. I'm going to try and get as many comments as possible, size in the background. So we're going to talk about this and then we'll be to some other bits. Um, Georgia, so yeah, Timo Werner looks like he's going to Chelsea, despite us talking about it 50 million times on these new shows. Um, James Pearce obviously jumped in on, on the tweet last night as well. Uh, he said Chelsea closing on signing with Timo Werner. He won't be joining Liverpool. Um, I, I just, my initial thoughts, and I, I don't know whether you, whether you agree with this, um, like, like a lot of people, I you know I'm really disappointed. Um, you know, I'm uh, annoyed in the fact that you know not only we're not signing Timo Werner because of all the research that we've done because he's such a good player, he ticks all the boxes of versatility, he's goal scoring records through the roof, you know, to kind of bring him in for, you know, support or rotation or what you've got to call it for the front three is, is a sucker punch. But then also the fact that he's going to a rival in, in Chelsea, whether people think they're a rival or not, you know, I think the signs there that they're making and potentially going to make on top of Timo Werner, even when it goes through, you know, he's threatening to Liverpool. And the, the reason, I, the only reason I don't understand the anger is because the, the transfer window hasn't opened yet. So if this was at the end of a transfer window, Liverpool hadn't signed anyone. You know, I, you know, I want to see progression like everybody else does, and I think you know, built going forward to kind of go across all competitions. We don't know what's going on with the Afcon yet. Then I'd be dead angry. You know, as it stands, I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed and you know upset like like most people are, and understandably as well. I just don't see the the, the absolute anger behind it all because. Like this is not finished yet. The transfer window is not even opened yet, so you know, it's, you know, something else could happen. Yeah, I think because everybody kind of accepted that it was going to happen, it was certain. You know, we had the whole like potential Zoom call thing that happened with Clark, and we're like, oh yeah, it's sealed. I, I think that's the thing that annoyed people so much is because they've accepted it in their mind that that's what's going to happen. That's a fact. Um, despite. 
constant kind of reminders that Liverpool weren't going to pay the release clause, that Liverpool weren't going to do X, Y and Z. I mean, it was highlighted on here so many times that there may not be the ability to pay £50 million for him, which is obviously looking what's happened. So I'll, be, I think, I'll be dead honest, George. I just thought that was part of the, the transfer dance. I thought that was Liverpool taking a stand going, we, you know, because of the coronavirus and all the loss of earnings, which we'll come on to in a second. I just thought that was like Liverpool taking a stand and kind of being bullish like, like they, that they really have been. So I think I think you're right. I think, you know, last night was just a shock to people, really, wasn't it? I think that's the main thing is is, is people have, they just saw as the fact they, they were more thinking about where is it going to fit in. And I, I call myself as one of them of, you know, Where's he going to fit into the side? When when's he going to make his debut? Are we going to sign him this season? Is he going to come next season? All of them were getting thought about rather than the fact of are we actually going to sign him? Because we just saw it as something that's going to happen, and I think that's why the, there's been suddenly such an outcry is because it was in a lot of people's minds just a fact that that was going to happen. Yeah, I've just seen the comment from ZZ that says Ross hyped up Werner so much and pissed off because this channel got hopes up. Mate, I, I had my hopes up as well. I think I, I think we all did, George, didn't we? You know, the fact that, you know, we, again, we, we covered him so much. The, 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 the soundings that were coming out, you know, a couple of months ago before the coronavirus stuff kind of kicked in, it you know, it looked like Liverpool were, were going to go and get that deal done. I think David Maddock had said last week or the week before, um, you know, it, it's not going to go and happen. And I think, again, the transfer market of the season was, or when the window was always going to be difficult, and there's always that thing of like who's going to make the first move. So again, the disappointment is like, uh, you know, Chelsea because Chelsea are making a bid. If, if Liverpool weren't getting team of Werner and no one else was buying them because of the transfer market and what was going on, I think you could kind of get it a bit and kind of go, well, actually, no one's got any money. But you know, the sounds that Chelsea have gone like, you know, there's there's the money for it. There's his two hundred grand a week, whatever he's getting. There's rumours that he's going to sign Ben Chilwell as well. It just come out of goal just before before we went live as well. You think, you know, Liverpool, you know, Champions of Europe, Champions of the World, about to win the Premier League. I know there's like kind of other stuff going on, but you know, we didn't spend any money last season. Everyone was dead happy when we got Minamino. I'm like, oh my god, what, what, a, what a steal that was. Wasn't asked about transfer fees, but I think you're right. It's just the obsession that we've all had. I'm guilty of it as well. And I, like, you know, I thought it was a done done deal in my mind from what I read. It's frustrating. I, I don't think you can't be for one. You can't be angry at, at, at the channel for for pushing to your work. I think it was joking. I, think it, I, was joking. I know, but I know some people don't. And like <laughs> at the end of the day, is everybody's a fan. And like you said, the stars, everybody wants the same thing. We all saw it as a fact. And it's like, how great, we're going to sign this amazing player. Oh, we don't want to pay 50 million. That's just, you know, the way Liverpool do it. That's the way we, we, we play, play hard to get. We're not paying that much when we can get you for that much. Like, that. that's the way it was, it was going to be. And I do think this news kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people. And it was the fact that, I don't know, I think we saw of, like you said, maybe the, the coronavirus and the things that have happened... It was happening to everyone. It's a global pandemic. So in our minds, everybody's kind of on the same kind of level. Feel the pressure. <clears throat> yeah, and then for Chelsea to come in and be like, yeah, not us. Here you go. Here's how much you want. Oh, do you want a wage? Here's the wage as well. And like... Well, you just, just on that, George, on, on that deal as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, I, I get pay release clause. Like, I, I understand that. But for someone who's going to... Liverpool are going to pay 200 grand a week to someone who's going to be, you know... <laughs> 
not a regular start, shall we say. I think he's going to play a vital role in the first team. Again, we don't know what's going, going on with AFCON, but, you know, if Liverpool get an injury to one of the front three, like, you know, the drop-off into Shaqiri and Origi, as much as we love them, both isn't going to be the same as what our team of Werner was. But again, I come back to the transfer window's not opened yet, so, like, be angry, at, you know, at the end of the transfer window if we haven't signed anyone. Yeah, and I think as well, more people are annoyed with the 50 million than they are with the wage. And I, I think that's what, like, direct your anger towards the right things in a whole other kind of argument. But would live, if we would have, you know, paid the release clause and we're going through negotiations and it comes out that team over and I wanted 200 grand a week. Yeah. Will fans be like, yeah, he's worth it? I don't think yeah. so. There's also the other side of that, though, because I think Chamberlain took a pay cut because he wanted to come to Liverpool. You know, we've got that 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 pulling power now. So again, we don't know those those ins and outs, don't we? But just an, an important point on that, George, is um, Sarah, who's a really a really good friend of the show. Um, she tweeted last night said maybe Liverpool are prioritising paying all their existing team and keeping all their staff uh, employed and donating money to food banks and local causes rather than spaffing fifty million pounds on a release clause. But I think it's a really important point because I think you know the uproar that came when we said we're going to furlough staff and you know Liverpool employ thousands upon thousands of people. I, you know we want to take it across the world. You know that that that's even more. So you know there's the shortfall. They might have to pay some of the TV revenue back. There's a shortfall in the sense of you know, paying all those staff that, that kind of aren't working. They've extended contracts. We've we spend loads on agents' fees. There's the new standards that you know the, the training ground facility as well. And I'm not defending like you're not know, getting team of earnings because I'm just as annoyed, uh, you know, and disappointed as everybody else is out there or the majority of people. Sorry, should I say I'm, I'm, I think it comes with age. We just don't get angry about transfers anymore. But I, un- I understand it. Essentially, if you take all if you take all that into account. And go like 200 grand a week just isn't financially acceptable for Liverpool. But again, it comes back to like, are you going to get that quality of player for that price? Yeah, I, I think we, we can't say for definite this is what Liverpool are doing because I think sometimes we do, Team of Vernon, we say things because we hope that's what, what's true. And that's where like some people take it as fact. And, and you, you hope that, that that's what the fact is, is that Liverpool are. are prioritising the right things and I think that's something that should be everywhere is that you know prioritise your energy towards what you put it's okay being annoyed about all of this and it's okay to, to want better but like come on like it's it's just and I think Chelsea may have the ability to do that they may not employ as many staff or they may be okay with cutting staff like does Chelsea have always been someone with a lot of money and, and I've seen shouts of FFP and, and things like that and that's all things that come into into play is, is you know, their morals, their business model as well and I think with Liverpool maybe as well, I think the frustrating thing is because we didn't buy anyone last, last transfer window and then we got like, you know, Minamino and I saw someone's um, tweet of like, these are our signings since we won the Champions League. And there's nobody really there that's made an impact. Yeah. Get it? I get that frustration because th- it would then be worth it if we got Timo Werner or a big player. And it's like, yes, yeah, see, that's what we've been saving up for. So I get that. I get that frustration of what have where has the money gone what have we been doing like we can't be banging the drum that we're the best club in the world and then still business wise struggling to 
Yeah, to back it up. And again, that's where the anger and disappointment comes from. Again, I know the transfer window isn't open yet, but, you know, for the likes of me, you went through the Hodgner and the, and the um, Hicks and Gillette stuff, you know, there's that fear of not sustaining success. And that's why I said at the top of the show, everyone's on the on the same thing to say, listen, we want this club to be successful. And that, that's where the anger comes from. Um, we just had, I think we've had two super chats there, actually. Stephen Somerville says both said, oh, back FSG, but why uh, Why Liverpool thought they could carry, let's carry on really hard for me to believe in. I'm also trying to get around the fact that we don't have any money to sign anyone summer thank you very much for your super chat uh Stephen Somerville again says will we get Paul Chris Paul and Chris's thoughts on this um Chris is going to sit down with David Maddock in about uh 20 minutes on this as well so uh, that'll be out on the website later today to see what he says and speaking of David Maddock he said um he tweeted yesterday he said I'll be said in mirror football weeks ago always consistent stance in Liverpool on Werner release clause fee was crazy in light of current financial crisis swamping football Chelsea encouraged by that stance and seemingly owner unworried by huge COVID-19 related losses or FFP issues which you just touch on there George you know and I, and I, and I bring it back to the, the, the Hicks and Gillette stuff and I'm not, I'm not trying to compare owners I'm trying to compare the, the periods of time of what happened and how close Liverpool were to being on the, on the brink and we all want owners that are going to spend loads of money like Chelsea like Man City and you've touched on there but you know we're just not not in that position so as much as I want uh, uh, Timo Werner and, you know, there's all the arguments of, like, the night deal. I think someone put in the comments there and all these things of winning the league TV stuff and all, going forward. I just think this whole thing is just scuppered whatever Liverpool's plans were, were, were to go and do. And, yeah, I just, yeah, like, the frustrations. I'm, I'm confused. I'm so confused. I want to be angry, but I also, a part of me understands it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I think the the frustration comes from a football fan always is like the transparency is top and tail is we may never know we may never know why why the money wasn't there or whether the money was there and they decided because of the wage we will never know until there's some sort of statement or there's some sort of whatever and as much as we're owed that as fans are we really owed like where do you stop getting you can't do for every transfer can you 
exactly. Like you, I think because of the way football's gone at the moment with kind of media and things like that, and like the Sunderland Till I Die documentary is a perfect example of it, of being able to see the ongoings of behind a football club is sometimes damaging as well. Of like how how much do we want to be able to to see and to understand and where does that stop? Where do we draw the line? Where do we stop being fans? And it's the whole fan stakeholders type argument. And I think that the just it's just so disheartening and and because there was no kind of signs of this happening. There was no sort of the the only thing was of Lapilon going to play the release course. But it's like yeah, because we're going to get a bargain. We're going to get a steal. Like. No, that didn't happen, and that's just like the kick in the gut. Yeah, every sign's gonna gonna be terrible. I got a comment here from Roger Argwell. It says, "Guys, every signing by approved by Klopp. If Werner isn't signed by us, uh, it would have been collected decision by FSG, Michael Edwards, and Jurgen Klopp. Hopefully, we can do this attacking forward." Uh, GSP video says, "If we signed players last summer, uh, it would be a big issue. Or money we've earned, record revenues, and yet still no signings." Luke Doran says, I think we actually need to start signing players like two years going to improve the squad and future depth. I agree with that. But again, the transfer window isn't open yet. So I also agree. Uh, David Coleman says, what we need is cover for the African Cup of Nations. Again, I agree with that, but we don't know what's going on. It might get delayed. But also, regardless, I still think we need, we need you know, proper backups for, for injuries and rotation or whatever else. Uh, we signed Owen last year. Um, everyone is raging and said we, we'd be shit with 25 points playing top of the league perfectly valid point as well Christian Gill says if Klopp really wanted fair that much Liverpool have got him AFCON likely to move to 2022 I understand people not being happy about FSG but just think we need to trust in LFC and Klopp and it's in a good, good couple of points that isn't it Georgia you know as much the frustra- frustration stands and I bring it back to the, the, the Hicks and Gillette stuff and I don't mean to keep doing that but the point I was trying to make before was having someone that would want to keep the club stable and again, that's what we're kind of seeing at the minute, isn't it? You know, it's easy to go just go for a fifty million pound, but that that puts us into you know we don't know the finances in and out. We can go nag deal this and, and whatever else, but it's going to put us into into you know a, a difficult position. Then don't. I think as well, like you got to bear in mind the nag deals being kind of somewhat postponed or delayed because of the way the seasons felt like we're no longer wearing if like we should be wearing it now or wherever, and we're wearing New Balance for the end of the se- uh, for the end of the season. So. And I think with the Hicks and Gillette era, we never really had a manager that we, we had this faith and trust in, whereas now we do. So there's even though somewhat trust and faith is getting lost in the ownership of FSG, you can't then lose faith in a manager who, who's done right in pretty much every kind of sense of the word. So I kind of agree with that of, you know, the, there's a lot going on behind the scenes and we... We can't suddenly turn our backs on everybody because of one decision. No. Um, we're we're going to move on from the team of there because I've had enough. Now, if you're a Chelsea fan and you're watching this, by the way, well done because A, you've got a bargain, but A, you've got a brilliant player in, in there as well. Um, there's been an update on Premier League fixtures, George. Some good news. Football is back. This is what it's supposed to be. Football's coming back. Liverpool about to win a league. We're all supposed to be happy. Um, confirmed fixture dates and times. Everton versus Liverpool, Sunday the 21st of June at 7pm. Liverpool versus Crystal Palace, Wednesday the 24th of June at quarter past eight. Oh, we got this quickly. Uh, Manchester City, Thursday the 2nd of July. Um, there, Those three are all on Sky Sports. I'm pretty sure the Everton game is free to air as well. But, you know, football's coming back something for us to kind of look forward to, isn't it, George? And, and for them to be on telly, I think there's football every day. Like, that's something to smile about, isn't it? Yeah, like, there will be... I think that's another thing of why the uproar, because there's nothing else going on in football. Like, you, there's not, like, a match at the weekend that we can all kind of look forward to and forget about it next week. So it will carry on until 
football's back on the telly, which is quite soon. So that's quite good. Good. Um, Premier League five substitutes approved for the rest of the season. Uh, Premier League teams will be able to make five substitutes rather than three in each match at the end of the season uh, after the clubs approved the new rules. This on the, on the back of the Premier League meeting, which was yesterday. Um, judges, as someone who, who plays football, and I think there's been loads of things about there's going to be loads of soft tissues or soft, soft muscle injuries because of the rest that these players have had. I think it, it's more just common sense. It's only till the end of the season to allow these teams to uh, you know make more substitutions. Mm-hmm. I think as well it will be great for the younger younger players, so the likes of Kirst Jones and, and Harvey Elliott maybe even extend it to him, but it'll be great for them to be able for 20 minutes, 30 minutes of having that option of bringing them on as well because it, you're no longer limited with the sub, so five's great. And yeah, I think it just makes sense in terms of making sure that we finish this season kind of as healthy in terms of COVID, but also as in keeping injuries at bay. Yeah, Um one last, or two more stories, sorry, one of which, again, is, isn't great news, it's broke this morning, the Liverpool women's team uh, is being relegated, um, Liverpool disappointed by today's decision that Women's Super League will be concluded, which will see the Reds champ- uh, relegated to the Championship, I think it was just kind of always on the cards, wasn't it, George, you know, they've not had a great season, but not had a great couple of seasons, to be fair, but we're, you know, we're going back to ownership and the, the, the decline of the women's side, I think, you know, just hasn't been managed properly at all, it wasn't that long ago that they were champions, that they were, they were kind of in charge, and you know, and stuff like that, but the past couple of seasons they've just fallen off a cliff um, I feel sorry for them in the sense of I think they were only one or two points behind the people that were know them there was nine games left to go so they could go out there I'm going to compare it to non-league football but just from a financial sense not from the quality of football and just say like I, I think this is happening because the finance isn't there to protect them to give them regular testing you know mm-hmm. obviously their funding main funding comes from you know ticket sales and revenue which also they're not going to have yeah, I think we've seen examples. Uh, the German women's Bundesliga, they've kind of backed as as returned because their FA are backing them and giving them testing. And it, it's a much bigger issue than just women's football as the leagues. It also extends to the higher ups and to the FA and to everyone that that's involved in that. I think Amy tweeted about it the other day, uh, yesterday when when the women's news broke. Of if everyone kind of got that upset about FSG and management and the way money's being handled. I think the way the women's team's being handled is a much better example than not being able to pay for a player. I mean, both are, are pretty annoying, but and like we've said, there's emotional investment and things. But if you're going to get up in arms and something, get up in arms about the fact that a team that was once in its prime and was the team to beat is now getting relegated. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see, isn't it? Uh, one final news story. Um, it's, uh, it's a bizarre time for me for this, and some people might agree with me, but people might might enjoy it. Uh, Liverpool are monitoring Jadon Sancho's situation and may yet challenge Manchester United and Real Madrid in what could become one of the year's biggest transfer targets. Um, the Old Trafford hierarchy have been confident they can secure the forward sign this summer, but that will be dependent on Champions League qualification. Sancho and his camp see continued involvement in Europe's elite priority. Uh, Liverpool would sense an opportunity, and this is kind of contradicting what we've just said for the past 20 minutes, Georgia. You know, Liverpool don't have the money for a team of Werner, and they're not going to have it for a Jaden Sancho. But e- equally, you know, Liverpool might have not gone for a, a team of Werner because they'd rather spend the money on, on a Jaden Sancho. Again, we don't know the financial implications. Everyone's just kind of said, well, assumed that we can't afford him we've just done exactly the same so again you know, it comes to the end of the season we don't have a team of Vernon you know if Manchester United get Jaden Sancho and Chelsea buying team of Vernon like you know we need to sustain that, that that gap between these teams not let them try and catch up with us 
Yeah, we, we can't keep, as fans, keep banging the drone of how we're the best in the world and we're this some global club and we're not keeping up with Man United who are struggling to qualify for Europe, but they're still a global brand at the end of the day. There's fans worldwide and there's money coming in globally. And they've, so announced, I, they've announced record debts so they got them by Jadon Sancho as well. What's that make us look like? I mean, I think that's the top and tail of it. I've seen a few kind of reactions there of people being like, I'd rather miss out a Werner to sign Sancho, and then others being exactly the same of, how can we afford Sancho if we can't even afford Werner? So it'll be interesting to see, and hopefully there is actual interest in it, and it's not just a story to fill the time. It's going to be a long summer, isn't it? <laughs> Go for it. Anyway, football's coming back. We're going to leave it there. Keep your comments coming, and I'll try and get to them towards this afternoon or, or tonight or over the weekend. Um, and again, like just respect everyone's opinion. If you don't agree with someone, it's fine. Everyone's going to be angry and disappointed and, and whatever else, but just be happy. The football's coming back. Uh, Georgia, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for listening and for watching. Have a nice weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Ta-ra.